today we are going to talk about emotional health. I feel like after the series that I just recently did, emotional health is something that I really want to touch on today. So I feel like I've done this in reverse, but anyways, welcome to K-Talk. Today we're going to talk about emotional health because I think it's really important after I did the series that I did about a story time about an event that was very traumatic to me um, when I was younger, not that much younger, but in terms of like mental health status. Um, and so I wanted to unpack it because I feel like it's really important that when people tell us heavy stuff, that they unpack the after effect. Like it's not just enough for someone to tell you. Well, it is enough for someone to just tell you their story. But sometimes people need like a little bit of closure. And I didn't leave it in a place of closure. So I'm going to close it, if you will, now. So first things first, I want to say that um, probably... Uh, back then, I was not a huge advocate for mental health because, I mean, everybody has mental health issues. Don't let anybody fool you. Everyone suffers from something. Um, but, like, I just, it just really wasn't my bag. However, I was really fortunate at the time that I had a really strong support system. And anybody who's ever taken a women's studies class or gradu graduated in women's studies or took indigenous studies, hey, Trent, you, because that's the only place you can do it, um, then you would understand the experience of experiential learning or you would understand the impact of circles, women's circles and, you know, healing circles. You would understand that. Um, and I think it's just so important to just say that because um, I've been really fortunate and I really hope that other women will get to experience a healing circle or a women's circle because it is the most uplifting thing when you get to support another woman. And sometimes support doesn't have to be like you doing anything other than listening, just listening, just being able to listen to somebody's story, just listen and, you know, not advice advise because I think a lot of the time women men all of us we tend to advise like that's what we do like we're like we're looking for service and that's not like that's just not a thing sometimes people just want to say things and they just want people to listen and I felt like sharing that story was fundamental it was actually freeing for me but I also feel like it could be fundamental to some some young person um, out there who's going through something similar or just having a trying time. Um, when you are young, uh, identity is so important, but it's so easily lost. Um, and I spoke about this when I did the review for Shut Up You're Pretty, but it is so, it is so impactful. Like our identity you know, when you are a teenager moving into young adulthood, it changes so often because you're on a constant search for yourself. But then again, like even at 30, I'm still on a constant search for myself. And I feel like I'm like consistently redeveloping. However, however, all of the things that we've been through, good or bad, they've all left a stain or a print on us. Um, and it doesn't matter how hard some of us try to hide either, even if it's a physical thing or it's a, um, you know, a emotional scar, it's still a scar. 
Um, and, you know, a lot of us, we feel shame. And recently I've been doing a lot of personal work, which I've also mentioned like a thousand times. But I've also been listening to a lot of self-development books that talk a lot about shame and the fact that shame only leads to more shame, which leads to resentment, which leads to shame again. And basically, you know, it just kind of consumes you. Oh, like at some point it totally impacts you. And I actually think that that is a hundred percent true. Um, I know this to be a personal fact um, because there, there comes a time where if you kind of like live in shame, your whole life becomes not shameful, but your whole life becomes um, focused through the lens of shame, which is really, really problematic. And I'm saying all this to say that, like, for a large number of years, I was really ashamed of that whole situation. Um, and it caused me a lot of grief and pain. And because I am not a person, I am a person, sorry, of a low emotional intelligence. Um, it definitely took me a long time to circle back to that um, issue. As an underlying reason for a lot of things, not everything, but a lot of things that I just chose not to address. That particular issue is sort of like, um, you know, the whole X and all this other stuff. But that particular issue is kind of like opening Pandora's box for me. Like it was not something that I was able to freely discuss in therapy, but it was also not something that I was freely able to discuss with people. Like I got so into the fact of telling the story that I wasn't really interested in like listening to how people wanted to really help me through it because I thought, well, the more that I talk about it, it like it removes the shame and it kind of did. Like the more that I spoke about it, the more, you know, it did take out the shame. But at the end of the day, I was still traumatized by the event and I was actually ashamed that I was traumatized and ashamed about the event so it's like a never-ending cycle that I had to break because I feel like at some point it just stopped me from being like a full person uh, everything that I saw everything that I did it was kind of done out of like rage or anger or wanting to get back at somebody and that's just not a good way to live one's life because at some point you have to be able to trust again you have to be able to you know be in a happy relationship and all those other things like you can't have somebody like ruling all the time so I feel like it's just really important and that's why I told the story because a lot of people are like oh but this happened like so long ago or whatever but I still think that it's really important and I also wanted to update people on this whole status situation yeah I'm totally over it now um it took me like a while but I got over it like I, I think probably when I was like 28 27 I was like totally done with the situation um and I mean it will get better but I feel like you know at the end of the day people in general we kind of have to cycle through our own emotions and my timeline is not your timeline there are some things that people do us that it seems like a small thing but to us it's very personal and it's hurtful and it can stifle us we can't listen to people telling us that we need to get over it it's just not appropriate. I also have removed just get over it from my language because I don't find it helpful. I actually find it super problematic and 
judgmental, really. Like, it's a judgmental statement. Like, oh, just get over it. Like, you know, but nobody really understands because what may seem like a really small issue to you is not a small issue to somebody else, mainly because we don't live the same lives. So you don't really know what that person went through in their childhood or in their adulthood as to why they're taking it to the extent that they're taking it. And I think that that's really important to to say um, because, you know, you just never know. And I make this statement because I don't want anybody to ever feel like they're alone on a situation that is really bad because I have had friends who told me like why don't you just get over it which I should have put that story time in there but I didn't but I have I've had friends who said just get over it like it's not that big of a deal like you're so much better than that but like you know that was just one more issue with everything else that I've had happen to me so I feel like it is really 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 important to talk about this Um, yeah, so that's what I wanted to say.